Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Go Home Show. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes. If you have subscribed on iTunes but don't want to download the episode, hey, how about you check us out on YouTube? Go to youtube.com slash Eric You can check out all of the episodes, past and future. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. You can leave a comment on iTunes too, but you can check us out on Tumblr also and Facebook and Twitter. We're everywhere. And once again, we would like to thank our sponsor, Loot Crate. Visit lootcrate.com slash mega64 to check out the cool crates you can have delivered directly to your home every single month. Just use the code mega64 at checkout and you'll get some really awesome stuff. Go home. Go home. Go home. All right, guys, and welcome to the 11th episode of the Go Home Show. I am Eric Bedour. I'm here with my best friend, my uh, tag team partner, the greatest man in the land, coffee salesman extraordinaire, Brian Abushakra. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Yeah? you uh, Are you excited to dive into wrestling for this week? I am. Yeah? Yes. How's, how's your week been? It's been good. Has it been filled with wrestling? It has. Do you feel like it gets to a point where maybe wrestling is like a chore and you just go like, I don't want to fucking watch this right now? Sometimes. Uh, sometimes I do that with SmackDown yes, sometimes. It's, it's when I have to watch SmackDown. Because I, SmackDown for me is such a toss-up. I don't know if it's going to be good. And I don't know if it's going to be bad. Yeah. So when I watch it, it's like, okay, I'm ready for some SmackDown. I'm ready for uh, probably one of the tag team champions versus someone they're going to fight, like a, like maybe like a Matadore or yeah. like a 3MB guy. It's going to be something like that. And this week, we kind of got that. We got we did. We got, an Us- we got Unoso versus uh, Axel. But uh, we, can get, we can get into that here shortly. Do you feel like since starting the podcast, you've watched more wrestling than... Like you really did before? Uh, well, yeah, because I never watched SmackDown. <laughs> but, I, w- I mean, it's all because of the WWE Network. If I'm not doing something... Honestly, if I'm doing anything, wrestling's on. Yeah. If- I feel the same way. I really, like, my Netflix is really gone by the wayside. Yeah. I, I really don't watch a lot of Netflix anymore. Uh, it used to just be like, oh, I guess I'll just put on Bob's Burgers again. Uh, yeah. I'll just put on Mystery Science Theater or whatever. But now it's like, what do I want to watch? Uh, what's live right now? Spring, Span- it's Spring Stampede 1999? Oh, I guess I'm watching Spring Stampede 1999. That was a shitty pay-per-view. Hey, the first half of that pay-per-view is really good. <laughs> it looked like a goddamn rodeo show at a fucking Six Flags park. That is um, WCW. I don't know. If a lot of people didn't watch WWE and WCW in like that era, that was a time where WCW was like really turning and becoming like a show that... I, I watched it because it was just more wrestling. Right. But it was really turning into a show that was like, this is getting real fucking hard to watch. <laughs> Like, the main events, I thought, were always garbage. I didn't care yeah. about any of, like, the big guys. You don't want to watch Sting? Oh, dude. I didn't, like, the main event is, like, Goldberg and Ric Flair and Rowdy Roddy Piper and Kevin Nash. And it's like, ah, you got, oh, man, man, if this if this was 1992, holy shit. F- but it's, like, 2000. <laughs> Three of those four people were out of their prime. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, like, God, that's, like, really, really bad. But that was WCW at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny to, like... To see it then and to see stuff like Juventud Guerrero versus Blitzkrieg is the first match on that card at Spring Stampede 99. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. That is like, that's a good fucking match. Yeah. Uh, Raven and Perry Saturn against Dean Malenko and uh, Damn. Uh, and Chris Benoit with Arn Anderson because they were like the new horsemen. Oh, yeah. That match was so fucking hard hitting and rad. And then after that, it's like Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner <laughs> against Booker T. No, I don't. Was he Scott Steiner at that time, or was that right at the turn? Yeah, he, no, he he was Big Papa Pump. Okay, he 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 had gone full genetic freak on us. Okay, uh, 
That's what he went by. I know. I didn't it's make so it up. Stupid. Uh, that was Scott Steiner. Kudos to Scott Steiner for uh, having, honestly, I guess, no mic ability and still making it in the like in the business for like twenty plus yeah. years. So good for you. Well, then you had Laparkins psychosis. And yeah, that, that was that was weird. So many good spots. Crowd did not give a no, fuck. No, not not at all. They couldn't and, care less. And like no storytelling. Yep. It was just like, how many times can we jump? Yeah. All right, let's fucking see. Yeah. And that was it. Uh, but that was WCW. If you guys don't watch WCW, watch some of the like 1999 pay-per-views. Yeah. They're honestly like a grab bag between this is a garbage main event and like, wow, this undercard is fucking incredible. Yeah. It's really crazy. All the, I mean, you can say it till the cows come home, but all the cruiserweight stuff from WCW is like so fucking incredible. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Even some of the gimmicks were weird. I mean, like, I I don't want to keep talking about fucking spring stampede, but it had... Hack, who was Sandman from ECW, against Bam Bam Bigelow, in, and it just had the commentary every time somebody got hit with an object. It was like Tony Schiavone, Mike Tanay, and Bobby the Brain Heenan giggling because these guys are fucking murdering each other with chair <laughs> shots to the head. It, uh, it's all the guys going, <laughs> oh, oh, ooh, oh, run out of material here. <laughs> they, they're like killing each yeah. other. Those guys Sandman are... gets like tossed off a ladder through a table, and for no other reason for Tony Schiavone to go, well, great, awful, great. awful, truly, truly bad. <laughs> so moving on. So let's let's get into some recent wrestling. Um, NXT opened this week mm-hmm. with the general manager JBL uh, finally talking to Paige mm-hmm. backstage, saying, "Hey Paige, real sorry about this. Got to strip you of the NXT Divas Championship." And she is understandably upset. Yeah. And then uh, she says, but I'm a good guy, so here's the title, and I will give it to you because we understand each other as fan favorites. She didn't say that. But no. but that was the intrinsic, like, psychic connection that they had. Oh, is, uh, that, is that what that was supposed yeah. to be? Yep. Because JBL kind of fumbled through it. Yeah, mostly. But uh, uh, I, I like that she kind of kicked, you know, had a little bit of kickback. She and did. Was like, I, no, I liked, no. I liked it a lot, but then... It fizzled out. It, so fast, and like... You want to see more, yeah. I don't know, more fire from that. But honestly, that that struck me as a segment that was so like written later mm-hmm. to put in here to explain like how they can get the title, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it was fine. And now there's going to be an NXT Women's uh, Title Tournament uh, on future shows. So uh, our first match, we got uh, Alexander Rusev awesome. with, with Lana against uh, a hot up-and-comer, Travis Tyler. Oh, yeah. Uh, the crowd did not know Travis Tyler's name, mm-hmm. but he had T, uh, T, on, uh, on the back of his trunks. Right. So in the middle of his match, the crowd started chanting, let's go T-T. <laughs> <laughs> because, and understandably so, nobody cares about Alexander Rusev. I hate when they bring in monster characters and it's nothing but squash matches. Yeah. I don't care. I don't get what... How are we supposed to get excited? You're supposed to see how dominant he is. That's the point. But I just don't think that it has the same effect that it used to because I watch it and it's like, it I, I want to see... And hey, that's me coming from a standpoint that's older and I want to see like more of the storytelling part of wrestling. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just kind of like I can see this guy body slam a guy over and over and over and like kick him a bunch. But until I kind of see what he does defense-wise and like how he can sell it because, man, they haven't shown him sell anything. He he's yeah. like he's like not really been hit a lot, so I'm curious to see what he ha- what happens at Extreme Rules. Yeah, um, where he takes on Woods and Truth, uh, who is they used to tag in TNA as uh, 
Xavier Woods, his name is Consequences Creed, and their name was Truth and Consequences. Just so you know. Uh, so, uh, shockingly, wow. Alexander Rusev won with the, with the accolade. Yeah. Uh, Travis no Tyler, sorry. Maybe next time. Uh, backstage, we had a promo with Adam Rose. He talks about how uh, Camacho is a party pooper and he should be a rosebud, which is funny because a, <sighs> like when he says rosebud, I just think of assholes. Yeah. I, like So he's like, yeah, you're a party pooper. Don't be a rosebud. And I'm like, oh, don't, don't be an asshole. Okay, whatever. Gives a shit. He debuts next week on Raw. Um, in case oh, really? you didn't know, there was a vignette on Raw that said, like, next week. Oh, oh, um, but yeah. We'll, we'll get to I that. Did. But, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't. Man, hey, I'm so excited for him to come out to a deafening silence. Oh, yeah. I just I just think the crowd, wherever they're going to be next week, can't be worse than St. Louis. That crowd was terrible. But, but I feel like they're going to go, what is this? And it's not going to be a crowd that is ready for fun. That's going to be a crowd that's ready for, like, John Cena to, like, hustle loyalty and respect. Yeah. So you, I feel like you really have to, like, give and take on like when you're going to debut characters because Paige worked because it was an audience who knew who Paige was. Exactly. And so that gave her like a little bit of like this rub that like, oh, okay, maybe I should pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. But you're going to like, you're going to debut Adam Rose in let's say Des Moines, Iowa. And it's going to be like, oh, that's not really bummer. It's going to be a bummer because I don't want, I hate when characters fail. I hate it because yeah. that makes me not want to watch those shows where you just go, oh, Tensai didn't work. Oh, Ryback, Ryback didn't work. Like stuff like that. But Working hey, now. Yeah. Good for them because he took that character and did something with it or whatever. Right. But like when you go back and watch that, he could have just been as easily been like gone again. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, fuck, I remember right back. People like the bad side of wrestling, but for me, it's hard to watch that because I want everyone to succeed yeah. and put on the best show. It's like when you watch a movie or like a play, you want everyone to put on like the best show they yeah, can. Absolutely. I want to see everyone do great. And so when I watch like old wrestling and people like aren't really, it's just hard. It's really hard for me just personally. It's, yeah, like and that's, Mark Mero. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, but I'm the kind of guy who like, when someone comes out to like cut a promo and I don't think it's going to be good, I like mute the TV yeah. because I'm like scared for them. Oh, oh, I know that. I just skipped through all of the um, Adam Rose vignettes this time on Raw because I'm like, I, oh, he loves Bunny. <laughs> uh. Hey, if you're excited for Adam Rose, that's cool. I hope that he debuts and it's cool and we're proved wrong because I... Would love for that to happen yeah. and for it to have a cool new character. Yeah. So there you go. That would be great. But uh, we'll see. After that, we had a uh, NXT Divas tag match. Charlotte and uh, Sasha Banks, the BFFs, came out. And then Emma came out. Who would be your tag partner? Who would be your tag partner? Commercial. And then it's Paige with Yay. no entrance. Yeah. But uh, see, I think the reason for that is because at the time they filmed it, she what? because they film all these in like a batch. Yeah. I don't think she was the women's tag champ yet. And so you can't have an entry where she doesn't have, like, the title. You know what I mean? Oh, So yeah. I, th- I think that's the reason. Uh, if that's not the reason, then that's a weird reason. Like, there's like, got to be, like, a weird fucking reason why they why she came out with no entrance huh. and no announcement. No, it's probably it. Yeah, there you go. So uh, Emma and Paige, who were rivals at one time, are now tagging against the BFFs. Which was weird. This, I NXT. thought, was one of the better matches of the yeah. night. Honestly, like, it was, it was not only a good Divas match, it was, like, a good tag match. And you don't really get good tag Diva matches. I really like Charlotte a lot. I Man, really, I she's re- great in the ring. I really like Sasha Banks. Uh, I see Charlotte going really far, though. She's extremely athletic. Um, she seems good in the ring. She seems to have good, pretty good, like, mm-hmm. ring awareness. Like, yeah. what's going on, like, spatial awareness, like, what's going on around her and everything. And a uh, good sense of timing. Uh, she seems like a natural heel, and uh, she even flare-flopped in the corner. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was funny. So that was cool. But the, the end of the match came where... Uh, Charlotte pinned Paige after she did her finisher, which I remember John Cena used to do it, sort of. It's called the throwback. He would flip over and do like a, like a face buster. The guy would be oh, like yeah. kind of hunched over or something, and John Cena would do like a front flip over him and like kind of like bulldog him, I guess. Yeah. But that, that's essentially what she's doing is the throwback. Um, 
But yeah, she pinned the former NXT Divas Champion and WWE Women's like Divas Champion. Yeah, that was a huge, huge moment for sure. For that, yeah. like that was very very cool. Yeah. Um, good offense, I thought by everyone. Yeah. Everyone looked good in that match. I didn't think there were any spots where I went like, "This sucks. This isn't very good." No. The Divas have been like consistently impressing me like the last two or three months. It's, it's like probably two months. It's I mean, since it's been on the WWE Network, the yeah. Divas have been for me a kind of must watch. Uh, part of the show because they give them a lot of room to breathe. Uh, they they give their matches time and that's yeah. it's a lot of fun to watch. And and they're pretty well trained. They do really well in the mm-hmm. ring and I've been enjoying their matches. So kudos to all the divas who are obviously listening to this. Yeah, uh, they're like Brian's so handsome. We need to listen to what he has to say. Absolutely. Um, I'm like super impressed. I I honestly feel like the divas matches on NXT are generally the must watch matches yeah. of that show. Yeah. So good for them. Hey. Really excited to see where the women's division in the WWE is going from here. It's pretty cool. It's really, really exciting after uh, so much monotony for such a Jesus. long time. Um, after that, we got Tyson Kidd against Mason Ryan, who were two faces, I guess. I think Mason Ryan's still a face. Mason Ryan has the look. He has the build. He has he looks pretty safe in the ring or whatever. Mm-hmm. Has no ability to sell anything and has no ring awareness whatsoever, I guess. Uh, it's... Maybe ring awareness isn't the right word. I think it's just like he has no sense of drama. Yeah. It it is just like I do a move, you do a move, I do a move, I do a move, you do a move. Yeah. I do a move, you do a move, you do a move. It's like when Randy Orton doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. It is very through the like going through the motions, and I don't think that Mason Ryan doesn't care. I think that it's just he doesn't have that knack for like really telling a story. I don't think he gets the... But that's, I mean, you know what? Hey, coming is like a big-ass bodyguard guy. Like, why is that guy a bodyguard? Yeah. I, he He's good enough in the ring for what he's doing to come up for a small guy to be a bodyguard-type role, which I think they were going to do for Dolph Ziggler like a long time ago and then stopped it because I remember a backstage promo, like, vignette thing where he was, like, watching Mason Ryan or Mason Ryan. Like, he was, like, talking to him or something. Oh, really? Yeah, like a really long time ago. Oh. And then they dropped that, and then the Big E thing happened, like, last year. So, I don't know. It was interesting. Tyson Kidd looked good, though. Tyson Kidd looked really good in this match. But Tyson Kidd always looks good. That guy's a workhorse, man. Yeah. That guy is, like, consistently, you can put him in the ring with anyone, and it's going to be a decent match, at least. Uh, he won with a blockbuster, uh, the flip-over neckbreaker, which is cool. And then uh, then he cut a promo about uh, how NXT is, this is the land of opportunity or something. Yeah. It was really kind of, uh, it was a strange promo, but at the same time, like, it was well done. He delivered it cleanly. Mm-hmm. I thought that if that's the kind of quality of promo we're going to get, give him the mic. Yeah. Because I didn't think it was bad. No, I thought it was good. I thought, honestly, it made me feel like he's going to be groomed to maybe a, a title run against Adrian Neville. Hopefully or hopefully something happens. Something I would like love that. to see Tyson Kidd and Adrian Neville. That would be a crazy fun match. That would be a match. really good match. That would be a fun, that that be be a a fun little cruiser, WCW old school kind of like cruiserweight throwback type of match yeah flips and kicks and crazy shit that would be cool so uh tyson kid won that match good for you tyson uh happy to have you back yeah after that angelo dawkins took on tyler breeze uh tyler breeze won with a beauty shot i don't think there was a ton going on in this match my only note was that uh angelo dawkins looked like a 15 year old boy in a man's body he that is going to be a thing you think it looks cool now you think you think there's something where you're like, oh, this guy's like a little quirky and he looks pretty cool. This is the <laughs> go to WWFChrisJericho.com on the bottom of the screen thing now. Because in four or five years, you're going to look back and go, what the? F-? He's like doing the Dougie and the Dougie wasn't even fucking cool when he was like doing it. <laughs> like, it. I get it. 
but there's like it's just on the cusp of being cool not cool yeah it's like you have some charisma and you're showing something off but you wore a backpack <laughs> it like that backpack couture kind of thing that was like it's, more like an early 2000 like mid 2000s like no it's coming back is it really? Yeah. Oh wow! How it's weird. coming back now. In, That's hey, in like, uncool, uncool white guy. Yeah, right here. Oh uh, well, I work at a at a store that is fashion. So, that is true. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of rappers, hip hop uh, culture is bringing why, it back. Why the backpack though? Designer like the, backpack. I don't know. Ka- I don't, Kanye did that shit. Yeah, and that he was did. fine in like two thousand four. Yeah, like I remember, I was watching Chappelle show. <laughs> Him and Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, all wearing like backpacks. Yep. And it, weird, weird. But Angela Dawkins back. came down. And you could say, like, Eric, you're wrong. Uh, backpacks are cool again. He did the Dougie. And I don't know what to tell you. You can't tell me the Dougie's still cool. No. You can't. It's not. You cannot. The, the Dougie's gone. That so, was like six years ago. Angelo Dawkins, you're on to something. Don't give up. I believe in you. You got something going on. You, yeah. got, you got some little knack, some little charisma that I like. Mm-hmm. You're almost there. Almost there. Angelo Dawkins, I'm, I'm, I'm bookmarking you. I'm tagging you right now. Ta-ta. I'm tagging you right now. Someone to watch. Guys, that's official Eric tag. Ta-ta. Angelo Dawkins, someone to watch. Taking a mental picture. What's that from? <laughs> I couldn't couldn't tell you, Brian. I feel like somebody did that to us once. Uh, anyway, the main event was Corey Graves and the Ascension. How are we coming back from that? The main event was Corey Graves and the Ascension against Sami Zayn and the Usos. Yeah. Um, cool little return match for um, Sami Zayn and Graves yeah. Yeah. to get their hands on each other, but not be in a one-on-one setting. Mm. That to me is good booking for like. We're going to further this feud where these guys can kind of get after each other, but now they're not really, oh, he's yeah. just about to get him. Oh, no, he tagged in Victor. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then Fucking the Ascension. Um, Stupid. I thought they looked good in this match, though. They did. Because they sold, mm-hmm. which you never see them do. That's my one thing. I'm like, okay, they're not cool because I'm not 14. Yeah. But then the other thing is like, I don't know if they can tell a story in the ring. Mm-hmm. I thought both the guys from the Ascension sold offense from the Usos mm-hmm. really well, especially when they're pretty much bigger than the Usos. Yeah. It, but the Usos are the storyline, more powerful tag team. Uh, Victor took a brunt of the punishment. Uh, Connor came in, got some licks in and everything. Sami Zayn and then Corey Graves and Corey Graves running around and it it ends with big tags, big tags, big tags of doing a splash, hitting a super kick, doing a splash, diving off and doing shit. It was really cool. Yeah. And uh, Corey Graves got pinned by Unoso or Tuso, probably Unoso. Yeah. Hmm. Um, after I think it was after a super kick and then a splash. Yeah, I think that's what happened. And like a dive to the outside and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool match. And then Sami Zayn danced in the middle of the ring with the Usos and looked uh, very much like El Generico. <laughs> he looked like goofy white guy. Yeah, in the ring. He he did that when he went for like he did like a sit down. I think he did like a schoolboy or something where he uh-huh. rolled through and then he was like calling the ref over yeah. and he looked a lot like how yeah, yeah. Generico it, used to look. It's yeah. very funny because you want to see him like. He separates himself from that, but he saws like a lot of those mannerisms. Yeah, uh, which is fine. Yeah, I don't like his theme song still. I thought it would grow on me, and, I don't it, even and it know hasn't. It it's really, it's just really generic. And I would, I would like to have him something with like, you know, a little upbeat, like yeah. cool. It just doesn't. I just doesn't have like the big. I don't pay thing. attention to most entrances if they aren't Tyler Breeze. So that's that's true. So. <laughs> very cool entrance. Uh, we didn't really talk about Tyler Breeze, but he's very cool. Yes, I like Tyler Breeze a lot. Uh, more and more every week. He's been more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. He's going to be, uh, like, bring him up to WWE eventually. He's going to be, like, the lower mid-card, mid-card, upper mid-card guy. He's just kind of, like, 
roaming around there where when the big guy needs to, like, Brock Lesnar's coming back, it'll be Tyler Breeze out to cut a promo yeah. and go, I'm gorgeous and no one can touch me and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then here comes the pain and then yep. he'll get in that five and bah, 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 and then everyone will love that. <laughs> you just need, sometimes you need smaller guys to throw around and I feel like Tyler Breeze is so, like, hateable slash lovable that, yeah. like, it works. It, so, we'll see what happens. Yep. I, NXT week in and week out is, like, some of my favorite WWE programming. I love the WWE Network for their like alleg- like their original programming, mm-hmm. but NXT is like consistently something I really, 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 really enjoy. Yeah, so I um, always make a point to watch NXT. Me too. It's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. And so when we don't get to review it because there's like a pay per view, I kind of get bummed, but that's okay. Yeah, I like it anyway. Um, SmackDown started. Vicky Guerrero. It depends on what stream you watched or whatever, because I watched like a stream from like Saudi Arabia, and the first thing I saw when SmackDown started was Curtis Axel against an USO. And it wasn't the Vicky Guerrero thing. Oh, I don't know why. It got I think all, that was a dark match. They got all no, no, no. It's it's in the card. It, everything just got mixed around. Because the true beginning of SmackDown was Vicky Guerrero coming out and saying the Shield is going to fight eleven superstars tonight. Yeah, and then saying here is our debate: Paul Heyman with Cesaro against Zeb Coulter with Swagger. Um, S- Coulter says, "Why did you leave? Yeah, uh, w- how could you do this to me? Uh, you were better than this, whatever." Yeah, and then. Paul Heyman's rebuttal is that his client, Brock Lesnar, conquered the streak. I love it. The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Um, and then it went back to Zeb Coulter's time, and he said, you didn't answer the question. Why did you steal Cesaro away? And he said, my client, Brock Lesnar, <laughs> conquered the streak at WrestleMania. But then he said, my client, Cesaro, won the Andre the yep. Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. And that was like his point. So I like that they're kind of changing the focus to Cesaro. Yeah. But then the best part was that Paul Heyman... And Zeb Coulter started getting into it. Yes. And uh, Zeb Coulter got called Grandpa. Mm-hmm. And then Zeb Coulter said that he has more hair on his back than Paul Heyman does on his head. And they started pushing each other. It was great. It was great. It was very funny. It I, was a cool segment. I really wish Vicky wasn't there. Yeah. Because, I, yeah. because she would just interrupt two people who are way, way over her yeah, head in yep. terms of uh, talking. And it just... Man, hey, can we just like have those guys talk all the time? They're yeah. great. They're so funny together. They're they're really good. They yep. work really well off mm-hmm. each other. Uh, after that, we had Cesaro. That went right into Cesaro versus Swagger, which they're giving away on SmackDown. Because I think they're going to do something at Extreme Rules with RVD now. Because um, that's what it looked like it was kind of like leading up yeah. to now. Um so Cesaro won with a neutralizer. I thought it was an okay match. I thought there were a couple of spots that were decent mm-hmm. and ankle locks and swagger bombs and whatever. But um, anybody notes about that actual match? I guess this week uh, Cesaro was a face. Yeah. Hey, why not? That's that's what I wrote. There Swagger's go. a heel, I guess. I mean, they're both in this weird like area where they're people... playing a real like the writers are playing like a real like gray area type thing. I think, and not in a good way. Nah, I I don't. But I just don't care for it. It's doing better. It's better for Swagger right now than it is for Cesaro because. Yeah. Swagger is less, I don't know, like less defined by being a heel like yeah. Cesaro is. Well, I think that the problem is that when you don't give a clear face or heel, mm-hmm. the crowd just kind of like half cheers for everything. Yeah. Instead of fully cheering for one guy or one thing or whatever, mm-hmm. they're kind of like, oh, okay, oh, we like Cesaro. Yeah, oh, but he's fighting RVD. All right, Cesaro. It, it's just yeah. kinda, you're like you're like you're really giving it like half. Yeah. And it's kind of a bummer. Um, especially when you want so much more for, I really want so much more for those two guys for, for Swagger and Cesaro. I think, I think they've been putting out like really good stuff. Both of them have been doing really, really good work. Uh, you know, a lot of the focus was on Cesaro, but I think a lot of people have been under appreciating how well Swagger has been performing. Swagger has been looking really good. Getting those ankle locks out of nowhere. I think that's a really good move for Mm -hmm. him. Um, been working really well in the ring, mm -hmm. like just moving, like 
Tell, telling a story yeah. well and, and doing just cool moves. Being that, intense. Yeah. Having having that kind of edge. Yeah. So then after Cesaro beat Swagger, here comes the shield, and they uh, beat the shit out of Jack Swagger, give him a triple powerbomb, and then Dean Ambrose says that uh, you adapt or you perish, and Jack Swagger didn't adapt. Nope. So that was cool. Uh, that is the first of many times we'll be seeing the shield on SmackDown. Yep. They uh, weren't done. No. Uh, we went right into Tamina against Natalia. This match was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it had some nice like little chain wrestling at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then I felt like the finish was a little wacky. Like like it was not really as clean as it could have been. But yeah. Oh well. I'm kind of tired of Natalia. She's, me too. But I really like Tamina. That's yeah. That's the thing. I every time they put Tamina in the ring, I'm like, this woman knows how to wrestle. T- Tamina has good ring presence. Mm-hmm. She's loud. She's intense. When she punches, it's not like quiet. It's yeah. like a punch, a stomp, and like a scream. Yeah. Like there's something like she has like that kind of. She has of, a look too. Yeah, exactly. She, it's very cool. I like to see her. She's very big. She's very intimidating looking. Yeah. Um, she's like kind of a kick ass kind of diva, mm-hmm. which they don't have any of. So she's interesting. Um, but she won with, I think, a kick to Natalia. Yeah, like I think it was like kick. a super kick. Um, she looked okay, I yeah. guess. Eh, whatever. Then backstage, it's 3MB, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's Seth Rollins with 3MB, and ha-ha, we're going to get you. And then here comes Dean Ambrose. Ha, all right, yeah, it's yeah. still three on two. And then here comes Roman Reigns. And Heath Slater looks terrified. <laughs> and then his buddies get beat to shit. While he's staring at Roman yeah, Reigns. because he doesn't want Roman Reigns to just beat the shit out of him. And then they beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, great segment. Man. Awesome. What? The Shield is running rough shot on SmackDown. Loved it everybody out it was so cool yep. and and like at first um because right before that they had uh vicky guerrero being sent home and Brad- oh, was that was that before i had it as after okay maybe it was i uh-huh. don't know I, but either way vicky guerrero was sent home and then brad maddox was there and i didn't really understand why at yeah. first but then it kind of comes yep. in later on so vicky what, what brian's talking about is that vicky guerrero has a promo with triple h she's on the phone with triple h and triple h says you have the night off brad maddox is taking over she's upset but brad maddox is like you got to know how to handle the shield. Yeah. I got this, uh, which will play out in uh, shortly. Yes. Because uh, after that, we got Curtis Axel against Jey Uso. I think it was Jey Uso. I still can't tell him apart. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, haha, funny bit. I legitimately, I, no, I, I don't know which not. one is left and right. I don't know the face paint. I don't know which one wears a thing out of, like, the back pocket on which side. I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't. I like and I watch music. And I watch all of the Raws and all of the SmackDowns and all of the NXTs, and I don't know which is which. Their theme song is awesome. Uh, but Curtis Axel won mm-hmm. with his, uh, I think it was like his face buster, right? Yeah, it was the neck breaker yeah. into the face buster, mm-hmm. which on Twitter, he said uh, his best friend Ryback said that he should name it the Axle, which will not be the official name of it. But the fact that he called Ryback his best friend and named that finisher the Axle, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the the Axle. Um, oh. So I thought originally the Usos were going to get the Usos and then Ryback's were going to mm-hmm. have a match at Extreme Rules. This was not the case as they were to fight Monday. But there was a clean sweep of the Usos by Ryback's uh, on yeah. a main event. I think Ryback took out Jimmy Uso if yeah. that's the other Uso. Who knows? Um, so it was it was cool to see the like tag wrestling lead into other stuff, and it's, yeah. it was nice. I thought the Curtis Axel match was cool. He does that running knee. Mm-hmm. It's like a running knee lift thing. Yeah, that looks so intense. He- I want Curtis Axel to show more attitude in the ring, like yell mm-hmm. or like talk to like the crowd or like yeah. yell at his opponent yeah. or like yell to Ryback or something. Just 
have one more like little piece of edge because I'm so close to liking you so much. He he has kind of been picking it up, and I felt like on Monday mm-hmm. we'll get to that too. Yeah, he kind of picked it up a little bit more. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no that that night and like that match was actually like really fun to watch. Yeah. It, it was it was some really good wrestling. It was good. Uh, the only note that I have is that Curtis Axel won with his neckbreaker finish or his facebuster finish, but it was it was like a pretty good match. Yeah. It wasn't anything that's go gonna go down like the annals of time is like oh incredible. Mm-hmm. But I thought for a mid card match on SmackDown, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, right after that, we had a Wyatt promo in a cage. Bray Wyatt has been giving promos that have been giving me chills. Dude. Like, uh, like he legitimately is on the mic and like, I'm, I'm so glued to the screen and the audience is captivated. Is, They're not chanting what they are so into it. And when they do, he, like you we were saying last week, he can just talk his way out of it. Yep. He's smooth as silk yep. on the fucking mic. He's it's great. Amazing. And, and he's so cool in the ring. He's yes. so good in the ring that his promos are great. And then having like the two bruisers with him. Always great to see. Yeah. He just has, you know that like you want to get to him because he's like the charismatic leader, but you know he can go in the ring. But in order to get to him, you have to go through like big ass motherfucker number one and big ass motherfucker number two. And they're both tough as shit. Yeah, exactly. So it's cool to see where the Wyatts are going. Uh, Yeah, this promo is pretty much saying John Cena, he's going to like, he's going to get beat up. And uh, the more... Every time they cross paths, he takes more John Cena's fans with him, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. uh, Which played into more on Monday. Uh, but after that promo, it was right into Harper and Rowan against the Rhodes brothers. Uh, Harper pinned Goldust uh, after hitting that big lariat, like yeah. the, the rotating lariat. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Goldust knocked Cody Rhodes off the top rope. Uh, I don't know what's going on between those two. I guess it's going to play out not at this pay-per-view, but like and a, later a, a on. A little bit down the road, yeah. yeah. Um, but I like that they're teasing something, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, give him a match against a match. Because Cody Rhodes is another one of those guys where I'm like, I like you so much, and you're better than what you have right now. Yeah. But again, not everyone get to push at the same time. I get it. I understand. Yeah. But like, damn, I like him so much. It, it just sucks because that match almost seemed like a jobber match for the Rhodes brothers. It, and they, that's what they've been in. And I know that they've been on like a losing streak and that's like the story they're going with right now and everything. Yeah. But at, at the same time, it's like, Cody, you're so, you're so good. Yeah. And Goldust has looked incredible. He's mm-hmm. been great. Thank you, Goldust, for being so good. But Cody Rhodes is like the guy who's going to get the push to mm-hmm. be in like main events. Like yeah. later this year, next year, I think he's going to be like that guy. Yeah. And his mic work is good. We're just really close to being like to having him have that kind of edge. I think he's a better heel than he is a face, but that's just me. And uh, I think the best part of that match though was that when uh, when Harper got the pin on Goldust, he uh, rolls him out of the ring with his head. Oh yeah, that was that cool. Was so f- it was I was just, like, it was just weird. It's a weird thing. That, that's not the first time he's done it. No, and I thought that was cool. It's such a cool little thing. It's like I'm done with you, and mm-hmm. he just pushes him out of the ring with his head. Yep, it's awesome. Yep. So after. Uh, after the Wyatts beat the hell out of the Rhodes brothers, uh, we got the Shield backstage with Brad Maddox, and Brad Maddox is like, "Hey guys, you gotta not do this." And then the Shield beat the shit out of Brad Maddox. They, they threw him behind a couch. They threw him and against then, a wall. And then Dean Ambrose went like Tasmanian he Devil went Looney crazy. Tunes on yeah, him. it was fucking great. It was awesome. He mauled him like a wild dog. And it was great because like he held like Rollins and Reigns back, and Rollins and Reigns were going, "What are you doing? What's what are you doing? What's wrong?" And then it was. <laughs> And then he jumped on him and started like beating <laughs> shit out of him. It was it was so much fun to watch, and you're just like, oh, he's like a crazy person. Yeah. Oh, he's a crazy person. Yeah, he's thick fringe. He's fun to watch as a crazy person. It's so much. There fun. was a promo either last week or on Monday. Mm-hmm. It might have been on Monday where they were backstage. I think it was on Monday. They were backstage and they were talking about evolution, perisher, yeah. adapt, or whatever, and all that stuff. And 
Dean Ambrose started the promo, but then Seth Rollins started talking, and Dean Ambrose went to, like, the back, and he started, like, pacing, and then he started, like, throwing punches at the wall. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this guy's just fucking crazy. Our friend Jonathan just calls him a tweaker. Yeah. Because that's what the fuck a tweaker does. That was on Monday, yeah. Yeah. That was last night. That he, was so weird. He just starts punching the yeah, wall. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's fucking, like, laying in, laying into the wall. He's, he's like, he's just, he, when they call him the lunatic fringe, he's the crazy little piece yeah. in that puzzle that's going to be so much fun when he breaks out. Yeah. I, I'm him, really excited. He he should not be talking first on the mic. He, I don't know why Stop they make it. him talk first. Stop it. I don't know. It sucks. I, I know they want Reigns to talk last, mm-hmm. but he shouldn't. I mean, Reigns is good. Reigns is really good, actually. Ra- Reigns is the little exclamation point. He's the little punch yeah. at the end. He has no problem talking on the mic. I think all his promos are good. I think all of Rollins' promos are good. Dude, all the, of them are good. The problem is that when you put Ambrose first... All of his promos are so much better yeah. than those other guys. And he's so smooth and can, like, if he fumbles, which he doesn't really do, if he fumbles, he can catch himself and, like, turn that into a thing. Yeah. And, like, everything is within that character. I love it. So they destroyed Brad Maddox. <laughs> and then Santino and Emma came out because they're going to have a match against Fandango and Layla. Did you, have you, are you uh, really excited about this? Oh, yeah. Can't wait to see Santino. Dude, what kind of what kind of match are they gonna oh, put yeah. on? I was so oh, barn Eric, but Brian, but, so pissed. But Brian, but Brian, you are so excited for this match. But then what happened? The Shield attacked Fondongo at the entrance ramp. No, no, I'm so. Disappointed. I want the match to go on. I'm what so... you have to continue the story of the Pink Cobra? Yeah. What well, is? Does she have the Pink Cobra? Where is it? What's happening? They triple powerbomb Fondongo through tables off a of stage before we can even get started. That's such a bummer. He get him getting triple power bomb off the stage through tables looked so good, and it looked like he hit his head so fucking hard on that second table. Yeah, I think he I did. Fe- I felt really bad. He might because, have been a little uh, concussed because he was not on Raw. I don't no. think. Um, I think he actually got. Like, I, I think I think he was a little uh, a little rattled because mm-hmm. uh, he looked like it like he maybe got hurt. Yeah. Um. Sorry, Fondango. I really like you. But um, I don't want to see you wrestle Santino anymore. No, God, that would have been like what the fifth time we saw them wrestle. Yeah. But- so uh, now. The Shield is in the handicap match against 11 guys, mm-hmm. but it turns into the Shield against five guys. Yeah. Five guys, six guys. Five. Oh, five. It was, uh, the Shield comes out, and then it's Titus O'Neil, Ryback, Alberto Del Rio, Sandow, and Barrett. I don't think Curtis Axel came out, right? It was just no, Ryback. because uh, after the Fondango match, I think they go, oh, uh, we just got news that uh, Curtis Axel got beat down. Oh, you're right. I totally forgot about yeah. that. So it was five guys. Titus O'Neil, Ryback, Alberto Del Rio, Sandow, and Barrett. Uh, a little more, not as handicapped, mm-hmm. but um, the Shield looked good. They yeah. beat the shit out of five guys. They ran the ring. They, like, I think at one point, Barrett and Alberto Del Rio just went, fuck this, and tried to run away, yeah. but then got, like, beat up. <laughs> at the top of the ramp by Roman Reigns, Barrett got out clean. Yeah. He's the only one who like didn't take damage that whole and, time. And you know what? That told me what was going to happen at the end of the uh, at the end of the Intercontinental oh, yeah. Continental Championship tournament. tournament. Yeah. Jesus. Uh because I'm like, well, he got away clean. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm like he's going to win. Yeah. Damian Sandow took the spear and got the loss. <laughs> Damian Sandow. Or Damian Sandow. Um dude. but then they like triple power bomb Ryback and mm-hmm. like Beat up everybody. The Shield ran SmackDown. I thought it was super cool. Yeah. The Shield looked so good. The crowd was so into it. Yes. And what's really funny is that what I had noticed was uh, that's something that typically you wouldn't see a face team do. Nope. They wouldn't run, like, through the whole, like, mm-hmm. staff. I mean, the last time I remember something like that happening was, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin taking down the gauntlet to right. get, like, the number one contendership mm-hmm. match against Vince McMahon for WrestleMania. Like, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
you don't see faces take down. No, but that, but this is what the shield. This is why people have been cheering the shield. And kudos to the like the people cre- in charge of like all the creative stuff or whatever, keeping the shield doing what they're doing. Yeah. Instead of going out there and going. All right, WWE Universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All have right. them be the hounds of justice. They are, and they have been the whole time. So so kudos to them yep. for, for holding true to that. I really liked it. Starting with Raw, we're going into Raw now. John Cena comes out. He's standing in a cage, and he just goes, I don't know why you put me in a match with three guys. What the fuck are you doing? He, he put over a lot of young talent. He's yeah. like, a lot of guys you guys don't even know yet. Like, I know that I'm not going to be able to do this forever. Look out for Sami Zayn and Adrian Neville. Oh, these young guys, they're yeah. coming up. Why did you put me in this match with all these other people? I actually really like that promo. What a great promo! I was like so it impressed. It was so good. He was in that cage. He felt like yeah, shaking. Yeah, like it, it was everything that that Bray Wyatt was trying to do to him happened and worked. And you're just like, oh, I'm so excited for their match on Sunday. Yeah, I thought that was such a good promo, which led to a children's choir singing the whole world in his hands, which led to Bray Wyatt coming down with a children's choir. Went to commercials, came back. All of the kids are in black cloaks and sheep masks surrounding the ring, and John Cena is, Whoa. like, visibly shaken. Yes. They land on Bray Wyatt, who has a kid in his lap with a sheep mask on, and he's cutting, like, he's, like, singing and cutting this promo. And just laughing. And it is so unnerving and exactly what you want. Yep. I thought that was such a cool segment. Man. What an awesome open to Raw that made me so excited for that match. Which I, is something I probably wouldn't have cared that it, much about. Yep, yep. God, it was so cool. Man, so excited for that match on yep. Sunday. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome segment. Like, Cena looks mortal, which is rare. Yeah, but he, he looked terrified. Yeah, and it's fun to see that. Yeah. Um, after that, we got the Usos against Ryvaxel. They treated it like it was a big fight. Like, they had the announcer in the ring. It was like a title match and yeah. everything. I uh, thought that was interesting. Uh, but the Usos was, entered first. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Uh, yeah. But the... Usos go for a dive on the outside, and then Tuso hurts his leg mm-hmm. and can't come to the aid of Unoso. Yeah. Unoso gets beat down and beat down and beat down, but then Tuso rallies back and gets the tag from Unoso yeah. and um, forgets to sell the leg injury for like half the time he's in the ring. Of course. That bothered... That, hey... That always bothers hey, me. Hey, man, I'm, tr- I'm like trying to be positive because I thought that was like a really good tag match. Mm-hmm. That like really bothered me because that was like the main point of the match. Yeah. It's, stop running. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop super kicking. Stop. I, I get that that's your thing, but that's the point. Yeah. Is that you're supposed you can't to be do like hindered. Yeah. Uh, I thought Ryback's looked really good in the match though. Yeah. That that was actually what made me kind of uh, look back at SmackDown and notice that they were a little bit more animated. Like yep. uh, Curtis Axel comes down. He's like yelling at the crowd yep. more. He's like doing more stuff, hitting his chest like. And at, like uh, and Ryback's also doing the same thing. They look really good. Yep. I, I, I love like, them as a tag team. I really like them as a tag team. Two guys that I wouldn't really care about have found a kind of chemistry together where it works. The big guy. Yeah. Oh, man. I love when JBL starts talking about how Curtis Axel must be the brains behind the team. And it's like, <laughs> you look at that and you just go, I don't think there's any brains behind this team. Yeah. Like, nothing about this team screams, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the brains. No. Uh, so, the... Usos won with a splash on Axel. Again, it's pretty decent. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, got another Adam Rose vignette where he debuts next week on Raw, yeah. apparently. Skip that. Yep. Uh, Cesaro and Heyman had a little promo backstage where it was a whisper promo. Yeah. And then Paul Heyman's like, I'm going to take you to the top. And Cesaro said, that's all I need to hear. Yeah. Uh, I like that. This next part, I really liked. Sheamus came down the ring. Titus O'Neil jumped the shit out of him and just beat him the fuck up. Titus O'Neil looked like he fucking ruled. Yeah. He was beating the hell out of Sheamus. Hey, why isn't that a feud? Put I, those two together. I feel like it is. I feel like that's the build to a feud. Oh, cool. We have a pay-per-view this Sunday. Yeah. 
Too bad it's not going to be on there. <laughs> um, Titus O'Neil looked like he was just like wrecking Sheamus, and then they both got knocked down or something for a second, and I just sat there and went, give me a broke kick. And then there was a broke kick, yeah. and then Sheamus won. Uh, it's a shameful thing. Yeah, it was. A, you know what? It was a shameful thing. Because I thought Titus O'Neil had a head of steam, and they were doing something. Because the crowd was booing him, yep. which is hard to do in St. Louis, where the crowd sucks. If you're from St. Louis and you're at Raw, you suck. I hate it. Um, they only cheer for Randy Orton. But, man, like I I thought that kind of like cut Titus O'Neil off, and I'd like to see more of that like intensity. Yeah. We got a Bo Dallas vignette next. Bo Dallas will be debuting hopefully soon. I really like Bo Dallas. Believe. Uh, every time he has a, like, a promo vignette thing, it's great. I'm still really excited to see him. Segment of the Century uh-huh. is up next. Yes. Dolph Ziggler comes out, and he says, Hugh Jackman, last time you punched me, but you know what? We're going to bury the hatchet because you're Wolverine. And Hugh Jackman comes out, and he says, I am Wolverine, yeah. and I love being in WWE. And then Magneto. Oh, my God. The, the master of magnetism himself comes down to the ring in full regalia, enters the ring, but Brian, it's not Magneto, as no. he would have you believe. Yeah, it was it's not. It was. It was Damian Sandow the whole time. Couldn't because he had. Uh-huh. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, he had the power of magnetism. He's, he was. He was pulling the microphone mm-hmm. right out of Hugh Jackman's hand. Right. Hugh yeah. Jackman couldn't control it. No, he couldn't. Whoa! What? Yeah. Whoa! What? Uh huh. And then. He gave Damian Sandow a hip, a hip toss, and then gave, and then Dolph Ziggler gave him a zigzag. Damian Sandow oh, came out in pajamas oh. and got beat up by a movie star in Dolph Ziggler. I thought that was so fucking funny, just for the images yeah. and the gifts and just the mem- like. I'll remember that segment. That was very funny. It was a really good segment, and I love Hugh Jackman whenever he comes in because I think he legitimately enjoys being there. We said this a bunch of times that he's actually a really good host. He well, it's because he loves theater, and what's the WWE other than theater? Yeah, that's and, all it is. And it was so funny hearing like Tony Award winner Hugh Jackman. It's like. Hey, I don't think anybody who watches the WWE is going, oh, Tony Award winner. Yeah. <laughs> Tony the Tiger. <laughs> but man, I love Hugh Jackman on the show. I love the segment. Yeah. I, you can be like, oh, Damian Sandow's getting buried. That sucks. It sucks when he gets beat in like a match and he has like no offense. When he comes out and has a funny segment and he gets mic time. He's Got a heel mem- heat too. Yep. And he has, he has a memorable segment. That will be... That's Something. gonna be on the highlight reel. That's for, for I thought. Raw this year. I thought that was so funny. That'll be top ten, like top hundred moments of yep. Raw 2014. 2014. I thought that was great. Was I thought that was such a funny fantastic. segment. Fantastic. So after that, we got Cesaro against Swagger again. Uh, c- good, good match back yeah. and forth. Uh, yeah. Cesaro won with a bridging German suplex, which was ri- man. He pulls that off mm-hmm. so good. Everything he does looks really clean. Yeah. Um, the best part of the match was Paul Heyman jumping Zeb Coulter and grabbing the mustache. <laughs> and then Michael Cole on the call. Paul Heyman got the mustache. Paul Heyman's got the mustache. Thank you. It's great. Um, uh, so uh, Cesaro has been over Swagger a couple of times now, yeah. and uh, maybe not in the cleanest ways possible, but okay, yeah. that's fine. It looks like it's going to lead to something in Extreme Rules uh, as the night goes on here mm-hmm. on Raw. There's a backstage promo now mm-hmm. where John Cena is uh, talked to by Renee Young. Renee says, John, what's your reaction to uh, what happened on Raw, like, or to begin the show? And John Cena looks at her. And walks away. Doesn't say a word and walks off. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Continues so to cool. build it so well. I thought that was so great. Mm-hmm. John Cena's rattled. 
How often do you see that? Never. never. It's never, so ever, cool, ever. and it makes me so interested in this match. Yeah. I thought that was so, so great. Uh, goes right into Cody Rhodes against Alberto Del Rio. Um, okay, little match where there is a spot where Cody Rhodes goes for that kit where he, the guy's like upper body is on the ropes, and then Cody Rhodes lifts him up by like the legs, and then he gives him like that kick to the midsection, which mm -hmm. Hardcore Holly used to do. Um, but Goldust is yelling, kick him! Yeah, kick him! Right. And it like, Co Cody Rhodes like hesitated. It was yeah. weird. And then Cody Rhodes lost. He tapped out to the cross arm breaker. And, um, which bummed me out. Yeah. I mean, he held on for like a while, but then after the match, he started walking to the back and Goldust went like, hey, come on. And then he pushed Goldust and it was like, ooh. ooh. But I like JBL going, brothers fight. That's what they do. Yeah. Cain and Abel. <laughs> they were the only two brothers. And they still fall. <laughs> no, that was great. I thought that was funny. I love JBL. Um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Cody Rhodes mm -hmm. and Goldust because they have my attention. They do. Bring it on home for me. Let's do something with it, hopefully. Nope. Uh, after the Cody Rhodes and Alberto Del Rio match, we had Rusev against Xavier Woods, uh, one half of the people he would be fighting this Sunday. Yeah. And then uh, in the middle of the match, R-Truth gets involved mm -hmm. and jumps uh, Rusev, who wins via disqualification. Mm -hmm. And so now that made me go, oh, okay, cool. Now I want to see what happens in their match. Yeah. That. They knocked him down. That, thank you. That's it. That's, that's all, all it takes. That's all I need. That's all it takes. Make when a character nowadays, like we were saying earlier, when a character is immortal, it doesn't. It's not fun. It it's doesn't. Not, it doesn't resonate with me. There's I just no reverence. Nuh -uh. No, it, no, not, it's not like at all. no. We all know now that we're like the nudge, nudge, wink, wink yep. phase is like you can't believe it as much now. Exactly. So we need something like that to yep. make a character interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I think after that we had a backstage promo where Zeb Coulter tries to get RVD to join him. He's yeah. like, we got, an, we got a common enemy, and it's Paul Heyman. And RVD goes, dude, I'm RVD. I don't join with anyone. I'm RVD. And I don't join with anyone. I'm RVD. And walks off. I was watching it here with Sean, and Sean went, who is that? I'm like, that's RVD. Does he not talk a lot? No, not really. He's not really like a promo guy. I went, yeah. He just kind of kept saying like the same sentence over and over. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's been wrestling for like 20 years. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's not a promo guy. All right. He, well, he doesn't need to be because he's so charismatic uh, otherwise. Uh, was. There you go. Uh, so he's not going to join Zeb Coulter. Los Matadores come out. They're going to fight 3MB, the team of McIntyre and Slater. Yeah. Jinder is fully hindered on the outside. He is. But can we say, before mm. that, announced... Mm -hmm. Probably, the, like, the match of the night at Extreme Rules. Uh-huh. Pre-show. It's going to be pre-show. Don't care. WLC. They're doing a TLC match. It's going to be tables, ladders, and high chairs. <laughs> it's going to be El Torito and Hornswoggle in the rubber match of the century. I can't wait. Uh, hey, even if you don't have, like, WWE Network, which is weird if you're listening to a wrestling podcast and don't have WWE Network, you, I think you can, like, watch it on YouTube. So, because it's a pre-show. Yeah. You can watch it on YouTube. Please tune in because it's going to be goofy as shit. People are going to get kicked in the dick. It's going to be a little bull versus a little rock and roll man. I like. I can't wait for this match. Just watch it. It's going to be gonna fun. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. Why not? So, uh, Brian, 3MB1 on Monday night. 3MB, baby. <laughs> JBL said it best. I don't think they've won since the first Obama administration. <laughs> They, hey, man, they put some spots into that match. Yep. Horse swoggle to the outside with mm -hmm. a dive. That fucking flatline, yep. like, just right Oh, up. that looked like it hurt. I think El Torito yeah. jumped from, like, the top rope over the turnbuckle onto, like, yeah. Heath Slater, and that was a cool-looking spot. Yeah. Heath, Heath Slater won with, I think it's called, like, the, like, I don't know, fucking... 
I don't even have a name for it. I don't have anything clever to say. I don't even know. Fucking Impaler DDT. Yes, I don't know. That's all it is. After 3MB and Los Matadores, Stephanie McMahon came out. She's going to apologize to Daniel Bryan. Mm. Daniel Bryan, I'm sorry I didn't know Kane was going to do that. He's yes. an uncontrollable monster. Uh, Daniel Bryan says, fuck you. I don't, Basically. I don't, have, I don't have time for this. Yeah. And then uh, Stephanie says, look, I'll make it up to you. Bree, you have a title match tonight against Paige now. So Paige versus Bree gets off to a start. And then Kane's pyro and music hits. Everything is very red. Kane comes up through the bottom of the ring, like rips it open. It's awesome. Yep. And uh, starts dragging Bree down. Daniel Bryan comes down to like save her, mm-hmm. but then he gets tossed away. Cool for Bree to like fight Kane off. Yeah, she for like, that kicked segment. him in the head four yeah. or five times. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but Daniel Bryan is like selling the injured neck again. Yeah. Uh, it was a cool segment where. Bree, like, had a title shot, and, like, honestly, like, the few spots that they did in that match, there was, like, a superplex, and, yeah. like, a couple, like, pretty good-looking kicks, and it was a good-looking match for, like, the 30 seconds that it was going on. Yeah. Uh, so, hopefully, there's more out of Bree soon, because I thought she had uh, she had a good, improved look. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we get a check-in with Daniel Bryan backstage. He's uh, he's getting checked out by the trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bree Bell is back there with him. Yep. Uh, Bree Bryan? What do we call her? Bree. Bree's back there with him. And then Stephanie McMahon goes, I'm so sorry. I know if you don't believe me, I understand, but I'm so sorry. And then Bree says, get out, you bitch. And it was awesome. Here's the thing I don't get. Uh Stephanie Stephanie McMahon looks genuine. Uh 100% genuine. Why? Because she's disingenuous. She looks 100% genuine, but you know you can't trust her because she's a McMahon. That's why. Okay. That's why it works. So for because, the, because so I was for watching this it. feeling, right? Yep, this yep, feeling of me yep. going exactly because I was watching. Uh, it, I was watching it here with Sean, and every time she was saying stuff in the promo, Sean's like, "I know she sounds like she's being. Je- I don't trust her. Yeah. I don't trust her. No." Because every time I was just sitting yep. there, like, kind of like coiled. Like, but that—that's the point. Mm, she something's is, gonna. She is disingenuous, and that—that that is the point of her. Yeah. There you go. You figured it out, Brian. Uh, we got RVD against Wade Barrett in the, uh, the final match in the IC title tournament. The winner here will go on to face, uh, Biggie Langston, who's, uh, shown watching TV at a weird angle backstage. Every time. Standing on his feet. I'd love to see him wrestle. I would love to see him sit the fuck down. Yeah, no, he can't. <laughs> uh, he needs to be up. For five. For five. For five. Three ain't enough. Uh, so Barrett cuts a promo saying RVD isn't relevant, uh, there's a part where he says where he does the RVD pointing to himself. Yeah. It says BNB. Yep. I thought Wade Barrett played the crowd really well. The crowd's fucking dead for this whole match because you suck, St. Louis. Yep. Um, Barrett wins when Cesaro comes down to interfere, and then Jack Swagger comes down to interfere, and then Cesaro interferes again, which uh, leaves Rob Van Dam open for the bullhammer elbow. Yep. Boom. Boom. And uh, wins with the bullhammer. He perfect. But that promo that he cut though perfectly like exemplifies how I feel about RVD. Yep. A bit like Barrett hit it on the head. I'm like, hey man, I used to like you. Mm-hmm. I don't like you anymore. There you go. That's it. Like bummer. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, what? Do, who do you think's gonna win? Call it now. Who do you think's gonna win on Sunday? I see title. I think it's gonna be Wade Barrett. It has to be Wade Barrett. It really sucks because I wanted Biggie to do something with the title, and it's like, well, they're not booking him for anything. There's no feud. Wouldn't it be cool if this started a feud? That's what I hope. I hope it's not one of those hey, things where he takes the title and goes and somewhere else. He goes else. away. Yeah, I hope Wade Barrett wins, and then it's RV, or RVD. It's Biggie Langston mm-hmm. having to go through a whole bunch of hoops to, like, it's Wade Barrett saying, I beat you for the title. You're not the number one contender. Yeah. Like, beat him in the rematch, but don't beat him clean. Mm-hmm. And then you're at the bottom of the barrel. You have to wrestle 
like Heath Slater, Justin Gabriel, you have to you have to wrestle like six dudes to yeah. like make it back to like number one contender status. Have a feud where like someone will care about it. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, the, I would love to see that. I, and I feel like they're doing that. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so so we'll see. Yeah. Now, is did we already see at this point in the mat uh, of the show uh, mm-hmm. the actual backstage interview with John Cena and Renee Young? Yeah. Ha- okay, so we had seen it then. I was so upset because with that okay, one. I think I think na- I think now is when it happens. It's after the bullhammer yeah. thing or whatever. So after after Wade Barrett wins, yeah, you get a backstage interview where John Cena comes out and Renee goes, "Hey John, any comments, whatever?" And he's like, I, "First, I want to apologize. What I did was wrong, whatever." And then he cuts a promo about buying a donkey for Bray Wyatt. Then he ruins everything. He he, he undid everything that he did that like the whole night. He undid everything. Every single and I and, and I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. Like I specifically wrote this down. He ruined all of the heat and all yep. of the momentum. That they, if they would have just left it mm-hmm. at the speechless John Cena, yep. how poignant. Yep. But John Cena's got to be like, no, I'm John Cena, and I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna I'm buy put, you a donkey. I'm gonna put a, a fist in your mouth and a boot in your ass. Stop. Hey man, you did it. You did it real good. Don't be mean to John Cena, or he will buy you a horse. <laughs> I hate it. Why'd you do it, What a piece of shit. He ruined all the goodwill that he had going on in that because I thought his promos were better than he's been doing in a really long time. Since CM Punk last February. This is is what I hate about John Cena, which is goofy bullshit promo. Why would you take all that heat away? Why? I guess for the kids? Whatever. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. He's done. The main event, the Shield comes out. Evolution comes out. They have a promo where Ric Flair is very drunk, and he goes... as, oh man! As, Rick, Rick as Triple H and Evolution, you guys, woo! Is this St. Louis, Missouri? I've been here and I had some good times, brother. Woo, oh. woo! Uh, Triple H, Triple H, 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 eat a ribeye. You see you used to eat the best things, and we're driving around in our limousines. Randy Orton, David Batista, the tag team champions. Do the good Evolution, but the Shield. Shakes hands and then stumbles and then, out of the and ring and then walks away, and we are left with stunned silence from Evolution, the Shield, the audience, the commentators, and everyone watching around the world. Ric Flair, what? So then it was Roman Reigns against Randy Orton. What else can you say? I guess stop having Ric Flair on. That was like weird. That was like bizarre. Called it last week, though. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So you have uh, Reigns against Orton. Decent little back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then they all start getting into it on the outside. Yeah. Evolution dominates the shield. Looked awesome. They look so like beating the shit. That throw, them, start, throw them back in the ring. Triple H is going to pedigree Dean Ambrose. And all of a sudden, Seth Rollins, diving knee, takes out Triple H. He and Ambrose jump Batista yeah. and Orton, toss him out of the ring. Evolution is on the outside, and the shield controls the ring. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome way to end the go home show. The go home show. The go home show for Raw mm-hmm. going into Extreme Rules. And man, Triple H has been selling people's yep. moves like he, crazy. He, he sold he makes that him look good. spear. He makes them look like so good. Crazy. Yep. yep. It awesome. Was, it was cool. And then you know, Grandpa Tisa has a beard now. He does. How do you grow a beard in one week? I don't. I don't know. It looks like a full on. I haven't shaved in a week, and I got like nothing. Jeez. Like this is it. Um, what do you think of Raw on a whole? Uh, match-wise, it kind of sucked, but but story-wise, which is what a go-home show does, yep. awesome, awesome, awesome story that continued and continued and continued. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was all really cool. Yeah. Um, 
we'll take some questions. We're kind of like running low on time because we talked about goddamn WCW Spring Stampede 99 for so fucking long. Oh, yeah. Forget emails. Here's, here's, uh, I'm going to read one Tumblr question. This is from Anonymous. Just for the record, I don't know anything about wrestling. I just listen because it's good background noise and I like your voices. Someone likes my voice. That is rare. Thank you. Uh, I think my voice sucks. Here's a question from Justin. Hey guys, just wanted to start off by saying I'm a big fan of the show. You guys are the reason why I got back into wrestling oh. and signed up for WWE Network. I've been going back to late 90s or early 2000s stuff, which brings me to my question. What storyline from any era do you think was the cheesiest? For for me, it was Stephanie McMahon and Kurt Angle affair. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The mixture of Kurt oh, Angle's yeah. neediness and Stephanie's terrible acting. Can you think of a cheesy storyline? I can think of one off the top of my head. Uh, I think the worst one that came to mind, like, really quickly is when, uh, Dustin Runnels was uh-huh. forever unwatched, and then he was trying to win back his wife or something. Yeah, it was really weird, right? It was, like, really awkward, and yeah. it just kind of made no sense. Uh, the one that I think of that is, like, why are, why is this a feud? Yeah. Booker T and Edge had a feud <laughs> that was based around, uh-huh. Edge got a Japanese shampoo commercial that Booker T wanted. That is real. That is a real storyline. Look it up. There's also the um, Edge, Vicky Guerrero, and Big Show love triangle. Oh, yeah. That- wow. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. There was a time where Vicky Guerrero was like the manager of Dolph Ziggler and was like, that was like her boy toy. And she would make him like do stuff backstage, like dressed up like a handyman or like oh, a God. firefighter. And it was so, it was so funny. Yeah. It was so fucking corny. Uh, the sex emails from Jose. Jose says, we'll just get right to the question. Uh, what are each of your favorite face and heel turn moments? Can you think of face and heel turns that like were really, really impactful? Like really like, wow, cool. For me, it was John Cena in the early 2000s where he came out as a heel mm-hmm. doing like the rapping gimmick thing. Right. But that was great. Right. Uh, Austin turning at WrestleMania 17 was like, wow, fuck you. The Rock turning at, was that King of the Ring? When he When he beat... Mankind and joined with Vince McMahon and the corporation. Right. That was like, yeah. oh, fuck Man. you. When yeah. Triple H turned on X Pac and DX, that was a really big thing. I don't uh, even remember how that happened. I just remember, like, yeah, it was just, I just it, remember it happening. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, every, the one everyone points to is the Marty Gennetti HBK thing. Um, mm. I liked, honestly, yeah. Randy Savage turning heel on Hulk Hogan. Because Hulk Hogan was like stealing Miss Elizabeth. Like, oh yeah, in, I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, um, that was really cool. I can't think of any that like really stood out. I thought it was the best heel turn was when Mark Henry last year. Boom! I love that. I watched that today. That was so brilliant because he was already a heel, but then he came down. Yep. Face turn. He was crying. To heel turn. It was so good. Holy he came shit. down. If if you guys don't know, watch Raw from I think June of last year. It's on WWE Network. Um. Mark Henry comes out, there are rumors that he's going to retire, and everyone thinks he's going to retire. He's really going to retire. Yeah. Like, he comes out with his boots. John Cena cuts a promo. He comes out, like, Mark Henry comes out with his boots, leaves him at the top of the ramp. He goes up there, starts cutting this promo. He's like, John, I want you to stay. You got that title. It's the one thing I never earned. And he's, like, legitimately crying. The yeah. crowd's chanting one more match. Talking and, about his daughter. Oh, he's, like... he's, like, he's so into it. And then John Cena is, like, gives him, like, the title, and, like, they raise hands. Yeah, yeah. And then they go to, like, hug, and Mark Henry catches him in the World's Strongest Slam, and then goes, I got a lot left in the tank! That's what I do! I fooled y'all! Y'all a bunch of puppets! So great. Hey, awesome. Uh, go I, watch that. I mean, what a great way. Heel turn, or face turn to heel turn in mm-hmm. in a 10-minute segment. Fantastic. It was it was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, this next one's from uh, Eddie. 
He says, which match are you looking forward to most at Extreme Rules? Uh, I want to say it's the IC title tournament. I want to say it's the Daniel Bryan match. I want to say it's Evolution and Shield. It is legitimately Torito and Hornswoggle in a WLC. I, I, I like. I think it's going to be so... Same. Hey, I'm so ready for something sideshow and weird. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. Yep. It's it's going to be strange, and I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I think it I think it is and, that, and, that, and that's but, what you need for the you can't have like WrestleMania yeah. and then like a WrestleMania caliber pay-per-view immediately after. It's like too much to handle. Yeah. So Extreme Rules kind of breaks that up and I think having a WLC match is going to be really fun. Yep. Uh I, I think the whole card looks pretty good though. Mm-hmm. Um our next question is from JD. He says uh he's talking about how he likes details in wrestling, you know, like the the Real Americans jacket and everything. But he's wondering about overpushing something. As soon as people started fondongoing last year during a rowdy post mania crowd uh, with WWE, one was all over it, pushing it everywhere. Daniel Bryan has the same thing going on with Yes and saying like the Yes movement and Yeslemania and all that stuff. He wants to know of other examples. Like, what do you think? Is Bray Wyatt's like singing thing is like the new overpushing of something too much too soon? WWE likes doing that mm-hmm. because they like getting the maximum amount of saturation out of something as soon as possible yeah. because media outlets pick up on it yeah. and show it, and then they're like, look at this wacky, crazy thing. Mm-hmm. They know how to catch media attention. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I like the singing thing because I I think it fits his character really well for mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt. Um, but, yeah, the the Fondongoing thing, like, man, what a way to kill something. That would have been really cool. Right, yeah. that That's something that, like... Man, that was that happened so organically, and then you tried to make it so forced that it just—it's—it's kinda... a—it's a bummer, but that's that's what they always do. Um, our last email, and I'm not gonna be able to get to the whole thing because we are already running over time. Uh, it's from Bill, Lovable Bill. He went to his first WWE live event. Oh, awesome! He's never been. That's right. He went to one in his city. Daniel Bryan was scheduled to appear, but then Daniel Bryan was not appearing because of all the stuff. His dad died, and mm-hmm. all that stuff happened. So Randy Orton come out and came out and cut a promo, and he said. His he did, he's not here not because his dad died but because he's scared to face me and that led to the shield coming down and that led to Rybaxel coming down and mm-hmm. so that's the main event is the six man tag. Um, he said that there was an intergender tag match with Xavier Woods and Cameron of the Funkadactyls against Fandango and Layla. He said hmm. it was a solid match. Xavier and Cameron won, so I wonder if they're trying to do something there. He said third was Bo Dallas and Justin Gabriel. Bo did a good job of cutting an in ring promo and getting everyone booing him and saying that he sucked. Said pretty pretty standard stuff from him. He had uh, lots of fun, and Bo was winning, and he was smarmy. Good. That's pretty much all you need from Bo. Yes. Fourth was a Divas tag match where it was Tamina and Rosa Mendez. See, I haven't seen her in a really long time. Oh, against yeah. Paige and Natalia. Uh, Paige won with the Scorpion Crosslock on Rosa. Still don't know what the fuck is modified mm. about it. Yep. Uh, I think we got one thing on Tumblr from somebody saying, hey, I'm going to go out on a limb and say nothing is modified. Michael Cole's just dumb. And I, I think that guy is right. I agree. So thank you, that guy. Uh, he said that next, Zeb and Jack Swagger uh, came out. They fought R-Truth. Uh, Zeb Coulter did awesome heel work. Intermission ended. Uh, intermission happened and then ended. Adam Rose came out and fought Heath Slater. Adam won, and it was a boring match. The crowd did not give a shit about this match and could not care less about Adam Rose. Man. It was a match and probably the worst of the night. Bummer. That really sucks. He said after that, it was 3MB against Goldust and Cody Rhodes against the Usos. Where the Usos won, Cody uh, was flying all around. Said it was a really good, and the main event was uh, Superman punch on Orton from Roman Reigns getting a pin, and the crowd went crazy. 
Wow. He said it was ab- solid performances all around, absolutely worth the ticket price. It was great to be four rows from the ring, getting to see the action up close and getting to hear the ring, uh, getting to hear all the ring talk from all the guys was really awesome. There's a great old drunk guy with a big bushy gray mustache. There always who, is. Who was not taking any shit. He just kept yelling at everyone in the ring the whole time when they were doing something wrong. It's fucking hilarious. Always is. Uh, he said, another noteworthy audience member near me was an eight-year-old girl in front of me who knew her shit. It was just loving the show. Huh? She knew her heels and was quick to yell the entire night about how much they sucked. That's Good. awesome. That's awesome. Kudos to that girl because that's exactly what you're supposed to do with those shows. Exactly. Uh, man, if you guys have a chance to go to a WWE show, even if, a, even if it's a house show, you should. It is so much fun. Mm-hmm. I can't recommend it enough. It is just a good time. If you go with a couple of friends, we went with like eight people last time. It was so and much it was fun. A, it was a blast. Yeah. You hang out in the parking lot, smash a couple of beers, go inside. Hey, all right, cool. Yeah, you get to see like... Zack Ryder against Jack Swagger or something to like open the event. It's yeah. like, all right, whatever, but fuck you, it. But then you get to see some like big name people. Yeah. I mean, we saw Daniel Bryan against Bray Wyatt Bray, in, a in, a, in a steel cage. Yeah, steel like, cage. How awesome is that? Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. And hey, guys, if you go to events, write us a report. Try yeah. to keep it as brief as you can because we always run out of time. And I'm very sorry for having like really stumbling through and like having yes. to rifle through those emails. Uh, but we are very over time. So. so tell us if there are dogs with John Cena shirts. Yeah, if there are, let us know. You go to gohomeshow.tumblr.com. You can find us on Twitter at gohomeshow. Find an email, gohomeshow at mega64.com, facebook.com slash thegohomeshow. We want to thank Mega64 again for hosting our file. Check out our uh, awesome E3 Nintendo video on youtube.com slash mega64. Uh, it has Reggie Fisa mech. It's very cool. It and I uh, also want to thank Loot Crate. Loot Crate, uh, thank you for sending us cool dragon-themed things. Brian, you weren't here on Sunday for the podcast. We ate dragon jerky. Oh. Brian, say goodnight, but also tell everyone how sad you are you didn't get to eat dragon jerky. I don't want to say anything. I'm pissed.